Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good evening, people. This is Jim, host of Freedom Fighter Radio. Uh, coming up this Monday, we have a special guest, the number two man on Al-Qaeda's hit list, who happens to be an American pastor by the name of Terry Jones. That's this coming Monday. But I decided I am going to start randomly selecting archive shows, a blast from the past. And here we go. This is Freedom Fighter Radio, October 14th, 2010. The show is titled SPLC and the DHS. Team up to attack Patriot groups. Warning. The recording you're about to hear contains frank discussions of truth, guns, and the American way. If you're offended by hard work, honesty, and angry peasants, consider yourself warned. If you do choose to proceed, please sit back and relax. You won't change the Constitution of our nation. We are free people. That's what freedom will fight. We'll never give up our
A new report out of the Southern Poverty Law Center shows a 244% jump in these new groups. But how dangerous are these people, and are they really anti-government? Here to answer these questions and more is Jim Sicoia, host of American Resistance Radio. Hey there, Jim. The SPLC characterizes these groups as people who engage in groundless conspiracy theorizing or advocate or adhere to extreme anti-government doctrines. Now, you say that you've been targeted by them. Do you fit into this category? Absolutely, and I'm not ashamed to say I, I, uh, I'm up to wear the label. It's, I find it quite interesting that, the S, uh, that our government, uh, FEMA, the new F word, has labeled the founding fathers terrorists, yet those today that are willing to defend the Constitution against a tyrannical government are also being uh, labeled the same, with the same labels. Ron Paul, a 77-year-old man, a domestic terrorist, I think not. We're not here to fight the government. We're here to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States. Are we a threat? Well, we will just say we will not be disarmed. We will not fire the first shots. But rest assured, millions of Americans, thousands of cells nationwide are prepared to resist mandatory gun disarmament, and we will not go down the path of Australia, U.K., or Canada to gun disarmament. It will not happen. Let's talk, been, let's talk real quick a little bit about the Southern Poverty Law Center. On their website, yeah, they say... Last, year, last month, they put me on the list for advocating the intensification of the hatred to tyranny. I've now been recently added to that uh, to their list. Go ahead. On their, um, web- I'm, I'm, I'm on their website, uh, it says that the organization is dedicated <laughs> to fighting hate and bigotry and to seeking injustice for the most vulnerable members of society. Um, are you somebody that threatens those vulnerable members of society? Absolutely not. I have friends of various religions, various colors. Uh, it's, you know, what the question needs to be asked is about the $112 million that Mark Poltock uh, of the Southern Poverty Lie Center raised last year by riding a wave of hatred and fear in order to get donations. The resistance movement, the militia movements of America, uh, have people of various races, various religions, I'm not, I'm, but at the same time, we realize there are bad militias, too, that are racist, just like there's bad politicians, yet we have good ones, too, like Ron Paul. Let's talk about um, these right-wing extremist groups around the United States. Do you think that there actually is a rise in these groups? Absolutely, because, you know, what Americans are finally realizing is that it's not D.C. We're finally realizing, as James Madison, James Madison said, that the ultimate authority resides in the people, and that if the federal government gets too powerful and oversteps its authority, then the people would develop plans of resistance and resort to arms. And when a government betrays the people by amassing too much power, by becoming tyrannical, we the people will have no choice but to exercise the original right of self-defense to fight the government, and that's Alexander Hamilton. And if the people think those are radical quotes, they are not Americans, because that's what this nation was founded upon. This weapon I hold in my hand right now is to protect us against tyranny, as Jefferson said, which is the liberty teeth of the people. We, we will defend, not attack. How did you feel? I mean, you said that the SPLC has actually targeted you. What was your reaction to that when you found that out that you were sort of on the list? I went out and had a beer that weekend, actually, and went out and listened, listened to some live music. I celebrated. I've been wanting to get on their list ever since I knew about them, okay, because that means I'm over the target, okay? I'm over the target, and I want to thank Mark Poltock and the Southern Poverty Life Center for their demonization of right-wing uh, 
proportional to the amount of attacks against us is why these groups are raising. There are thousands of cells, I am here to tell you, in this nation that not even the DHS is aware of that are off the grid, that don't even use the Internet for communications. We have a secure communications network that even Homeland Security can't uh, penetrate, and they can't bring our movement down because we have no leaders. We're a leaderless resistance united in concept against tyranny. It's pretty interesting, though. I mean, you say you went out and had a beer when you found out you were put on their list, yeah. but a part of their, their thing is, is they're calling people like you dangerous. I mean, do you agree with that and the other people on the list who are actually posing a dangerous threat to society? Well, the question needs to be asked, if we're a danger, why aren't they targeting the President of the United States who has Bill Ayers, who is responsible for 30-plus bombings of federal buildings, civilian targets and military installations in the 70s. Bill Ayers, uh, our president is a danger. Uh, the members of Congress are a danger. Who's killing who, okay? We got police officers in the United States that are shooting unarmed Americans in the back, okay? We're the most heavily incarcerated country in the world. In fact, there's more people in prison for victimless crimes than Russia and China combined. So we are a police state. And we are definitely under a guise of tyranny right now, and it's, good, it's fixing to get hard. And, and I'm, here to, I'm hoping that we can save this republic uh, peacefully, but I seriously doubt it. Because every time we try to do something peacefully, they push us out, they suppress our free speech. There's a revolution coming, and the only thing we can control is the character. Uh, it's up to them whether it'll go violent, not us. Talk to me about this revolution. I mean, you obviously have some pretty strong opinions, and you associate with a lot of people who feel pretty strongly as well. Is there a plan in place to try to, you know, do something about your anger? Absolutely. Well, absolutely there's a plan, and our plan is to support uh, the all political means and to exhaust all political means, such as the Continental Congress that Bill Schultz had convened a few months ago, and still uh, pass out leaflets, flyers, educate the public with DVDs. As long as we are able to gather in the streets and distribute our communication, have shows like me talking to you, then it won't go violent. But the day they shut down our free speech is the day the revolution will go violent, or the day they decide to disarm us, it, it'll go violent. Because rest assured, the actions of the past that resulted in, in various consequences repeated today will have the same consequences. All right, Jim Sikoliak, thanks so much for joining us. We, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves, and our posterity, now we are going to get America back.
try to sell our country, they try to sell our rights. Love for America, no, you can't buy. And we'll see my ass, get back in the line. We are Americans, don't even try. We're ready to fight, we're not afraid to die. Traitors, you can run, but you can't Direct dial number back. Uh, 
Tomorrow night, abbreviated show. I've got to make another out-of-town trip on business. Uh, we may not have a show till Wednesday of next week after tomorrow night, maybe Thursday. But when we come back, we got a special deal. Special deal. We are going to be offering Liberty or Death, Don't Tread on Me, 7.5-inch by 4-inch stickers to uh, people that contact us by email uh, with, uh, um, that are interested. You pay uh, a dollar, and you're going to get the sticker. That basically covers uh, the cost of that, people. Liberty or Death, Don't Tread on Me, or if you just want the yellow Don't Tread on Me, uh, seven and a half inch by four inch sticker, a uh, vinyl sticker, one dollar, one dollar, and we're gonna give them free, by the way, to um, those that dare to call, and we're gonna start a new campaign starting next month. You know, it's time to unite, people. It's time to unite or die. It's time to recognize that what Department of Homeland Security has done to any American. That's standing opposed to tyranny, they do to all of us. Our founding fathers had the attitude, what they do to any of us, they do to all of us. That needs to be one of our rallying cries, one of many rallying cries against the Southern Poverty Lie Center. Well, we heard about the Southern Poverty Lie Center recently in the news, thanks to President Alex Jones um, talking about uh, the SPLC and Homeland Security. Now teaming up to attack Patriot groups, and yours truly, um, number 29 on there. You can check it out and read why by going to their website. Uh, I think it's under their thing called Meet the Patriots. I'm number 29 on there. Um, Morris Dees has a very, very interesting past. But before we get into that, you know, Stuart Rhodes has reported on Oathkeeper's website that the SPLC is now officially part of the Department of Homeland Security. Rhodes sources a DHS document entitled Countering Violent Extremist Working Groups that lists Richard Cohen as a member of the DHS-created group. Uh, Cohen is president and CEO of the Southern Poverty Lie Center. Well, again, people, it's quite interesting that the Department of Homeland Security has teamed up with someone that has a very well, should we say, interesting path. Because, you know, more of these people in the Southern Poverty Lie Center like to disseminate false information about patriots and groups. In many cases, uh, this information that they claim to have is treated by mainstream media as unbiased source, in order to assist the public and the media to understand the lack of credibility, lack of character, and the real bias and the left center agenda of Morrissey's and the Southern Poverty Lie Center, we'll tell you a little bit about who Morrissey's is. Now, we've heard a lot about Morrissey's. His real name is Morris Sligelman Dees Jr. I don't know if any of you are listening. I'll be more than happy to Take your calls. If you have any questions on this or anything, all calls are welcome. Remember, every caller gets a free flag, too, and a Liberty Deaf sticker. Free. Well, anyway, he was born December 16th in 1936, born in Macon County, Alabama. He graduated from Sydney Lanier High School in Montgomery, Alabama in 1955, 
received a BA and a justice degree, law degree in 1960, the year I was born, from the University of Alabama. Well, in an article titled Poverty Palace, Morris Dees told a journalist by the name of John Egerton that he had a, a he had the traditional held to the traditional white southerner feeling for segregation. Now, you're going to say I'm making another allegation out there. Well, I'm going to look. When I talk about stuff, I cite my source, okay? Where did Morris Dees advocate segregation and it's the first indication of him in his racist, white supremacist leanings. I know you're going to say he's hired black people <laughs> as a front people. Okay, we'll tell you about that in a minute. So our government, the Department of Homeland Security, is now working with people like this. Well, this appeared in the Progressive magazine, dated July 1988, written by John Egerton. Again, it was called Poverty Palace, how the SPOC got rich fighting the Klan. They got rich fighting the Klan. Meanwhile, they, they were part of the Klan. These people, how did he make his initial money? I'll tell you how Morris Sleeves, as I call him, uh, made his fortune. And by the way, his partner, Mark Poltock, can everybody, anybody out there, please mail Mark Poltock a comb. Have you ever seen his hair? It looks like he's stuck. He stuck his finger in a light socket, okay? Either he needs to get a, a haircut or someone needs to send him a call, maybe a brush. Well, anyway, Morris Dees sold cookbooks by mail. It was in a partnership with Millard Fuller, who later founded Habitat for Humanity. Fuller, Millard, uh, you can read this, Botaka and New Century Press, 1977. Well, you know, it's really interesting. There's a, another group out there. Yeah, is working with the government to demonize patriots, to demonize militias. And by the way, you various guests, feel free to call in. Feel free to call in. Uh, and for you people streaming, hey, man, I'll give you a flag of your choice off my site. All you have to do is call. You don't have to agree. You can disagree even. Um, Gossip Boy out of Oklahoma, who's a Marxist, socialist, communist, that has put – Repeated attacks against myself and others in this movement, who's worked very hard to create lies against me that, unfortunately, unfortunately, some people in the movement have bought. But we all need to realize, do our research, people, as gossip boys outright lies, which should be, so far appeared to be mighty effective. People, people. We need to think more. We don't need to be caught up in mass hysteria, whether it's against witches, uh, Jews, red, drugs, guns, or heretics. Or, or this is, These are dangerous people, philosophy to embrace. People in targeted groups and freedom of justice. People, outright lies have now become amazingly effective by people like Gossip Boy. And by the way, Done my research. There's a four associated with Gossip Boy, uh, he, who is a, a, a radical homosexual. Let me tell you, is it possible that this Miller Fuller that's associated with Morris Dees could be the very same person with changing the name or family member 
uh, that's associated to the guy that's spreading lies against the movement. Well, Fuller had this to say about his eight-year association with Dees. Dees and Fuller formed a law firm. It was called Dees and Fuller in Montgomery, Alabama in 1960. To quote Fuller, he claims, and he says, from the first day of their partnership, they shared one overriding purpose, and that was to make a pile of money. He says they were not particular about how they did it. They just wanted to be independently rich, and during the eight years they worked together, they never wavered in that resolve. Well, he goes on to say, talking about his partnership with Morris Tees, everything had a price, and he says he paid for their success in several ways. One price he paid with was estrangement from the church. Well, check this out, people. You're going to love this. In 1958... Dee served, Dee served as a state campaign manager for a segregationist attorney general candidate by the name of McDonald Galleon, who worked with George C. Wallace. Fuller further stated that they wanted to be sure of having friends in high places. Well, in 1961, people, when Freedom Riders were beaten by a white mob, at a Montgomery bus station, Deason Fuller expressed openly his sympathies and support of what had happened at the bus station. But don't be fooled. It's all about money, people. Because when one of the, when one of the men charged with the beating, the Freedom Riders came to their office for legal representation. Deason Fuller took the case. The legal fee was paid by the – are you ready for this? The legal fee was paid by the Ku Klux Klan and the White Citizens Council. You can read this in Fuller Millard, Love in the Mortar Joints, uh, which was in the New Century Press in 1980, in a progressive in July 1988. Well, Dees went on to fund and found the Southern Poverty Law Center in 1971 with Joseph Levin, who left the SPLC in 1976, and Julian Bond resigned in the late 1970s. Um, you can read this in the Articles of Incorporation uh, from the Southern Poverty Law Center, Incorporated. Well, acting as a chief fundraiser for George McGovern's 1972 presidential campaign, in return for the campaign's mailing list, he raised $20 million for McGovern, and this is rep- was reported in the Burlington Times, July 30th issue, 1975, and again also in the Progressive in July 1988. I've done my homework, people, on this one. Well, Morris Dees was arrested and removed from court in 1975 for attempting to subjourn perjury, that means bribing a witness, in a Joan Little murder trial in North Carolina. Little, a black convict, was accused of killing a prison guard with an ice pick. The felony charge against Dees was subsequently dropped, but the presiding judge, Hamilton Hobgood, refused to readmit Dees to the case. The refusal was upheld on appeal after the Supreme Court of the United States refused to hear Morris Dees' appeal. Now, the great untold story of the Joanne Little trial was the role of the Communist Party. Was the role of the Communist Party, people. 
Yes, people, communism is alive and well. And our government, our government is working directly with communists, people. And we want to know why the country is falling apart. Well, again, Dee's working with the Communist Party and its national alliance to get, uh, uh, what they're calling against racism, political repression. Again, remember where to get in their funding, getting their funding from the Ku Klux Klan, and controlling the entire political movement surrounding the case. Angela Davis, which at the time was a leading figure in both organizations, became the most frequently quoted movement figure and constant companion of Joanne Little. Now, party members at this time, people, were visible and influential on the defense committee, and the party frequently set up rallies of support around the country. Again, this can be read, uh, Columbia Journalism Review, uh, March, April 1976. Well, check this out. Fundraising for Jimmy Carter in 76. Morrissey's did this. He was a major fundraiser for Jimmy Carter in 1976 in an attempt to be named the Attorney General, but was unseated um, in his uh, efforts by the campaign for its middle-of-the-road appeal because they said you ha they had to have a candidate who was way out on the extremes, and that, again, was reported in the Progressive as well. Well, Morrissey also acted as a fundraiser for both Ted Kennedy, you know, the guy that uh, murdered a woman in Shapwadick, one of the most ardent enemies of the Second Amendment, Ted Kennedy. May he burn and rot in hell. And Gary Hart's 1984 presidential campaigns, and he received their mailing list. Yeah. Morrissey's for reward for raising money for Ted Kennedy in 80, and Gary Hart in 84 received their mailing list as a reward, as a payment. As a payment, people. Well, perhaps explaining the SPLC's gay rights activism. What's all this about? Well, I'll tell you what this is about. In 1979, Morris Dees was cited by his ex-wife with a homosexual encounter. Oh, here we go. Oh, yeah, we're talking about the gays now. You know, the semen second Peter Puffers. Morris Dees, and I'm going to go ahead and mute somebody here in case they want to chat. Again, all, all calls are welcome if you're streaming and you want to get be one of the first to get the um, Don't Tread on Me sticker or Liberty or Death black and white seven and a half inch by four inch sticker. All you have to do is call in and you'll get a free one. I'll send it out this weekend, okay, when I'm down in Florida. Well, we're going to talk more about Morris D's. Again, Morris D's cited, you know, homosexual involvement, encountered during a marriage, had a homosexual encounter. He had numerous affairs with men and women, including his daughter-in-law, an underage stepdaughter. And if you think I'm making this up, you can check out the Alabama Court of Civil Appeals, and I'll give you the court document number to check this out. It's CIV. 2114, and this was in 1979. Wow, the year I graduated from high school. And yes, people, I did graduate from Balboa High School around June, and then and, and, uh, August, I was already uh, starting uh, my college career at Tampa Technical Institute less than two months later. So no, I was never kicked out of Panama. 
I left Panama because I went to go to college because my dad was stationed overseas. Well, just had to throw that in there. People will know why. The SPLC's fundraising practices, people, has provoked the disapproval of many watchdog groups over the years that monitor charities. In fact, in 1993, yeah, we're talking smack about the Southern Poverty Life Center, the American Institute of you know, of philanthropy, assigned the SPLC a D grade on a scale of A to F. Yeah, and you can check this out. This was in a 1993 report, American Institute of Philanthropy, Charity Watchdog Report. Well, by frequently mailing out very uh, persuasive appeals, Morris Dees and his associates have drawn financial support from about a half a million Americans by 1988. In fact, the number of contributors and the amount they have been given are probably greater than any left-of-center group has ever recorded in their books and in a comparable period in the history of American philanthropy. In fact, Randall Williams, who's another uh, guy that likes to demonize us, who formed Klan Watch in 1981. I guess he says everybody in the militias are Klan. That's what Randall says. As part of the SPLC, said in 1988 that they were aware of sharing of information of the FBI and the police undercover agents. Instead of defending clients and victims, they were more of a super snoop outfit, an arm of law enforcement. In fact, Randall and four staff attorneys were reassigned from the center in 1986. Well, in 1994, the Montgomery Advertiser won a journalism reward, people, for a series of incisive and penetrating investigative articles exposing the unethical funding practice of Morris Slees in the Southern Poverty Law Center. I call it why. It included some of the following things. Since August 1st, 1984, the Law Center has raised millions in contributions, and yet spends only a marginal fraction in actual programs, according to federal tax records. Yes, people, the Southern Poverty Life Center is a scam. And they are now working with Homeland Security to call us a threat. Morris Dees is a threat to our freedom. Morris Dees is an enemy of the people. Department of Homeland Security is not concerned for our safety, people. They weren't concerned about it in, in the 90s with Oklahoma City bombing, trying to demonize militias. They lied to us about 9-11, and they lied to us in another attempt during the Christmas holiday when they allowed someone to board a plane that was planning an act of terrorism. But thank God there was this private citizen that was able to stop them. People, you are listening to American. Resistance Radio. We'll be right back.
taking over banks and car dealerships, things that are so far removed from the authorization of the Constitution. Taking control of the Internet. They're doing vaccinations in the schools. H1N1. Gives police the power to forcefully quarantine, vaccinate, fine, and even throw in jail people who do not comply with the law. There are tough times on Main Street. Unemployment reached double digits and small businesses are struggling to stay alive. A physical world in which people can be numbered and tracked. Getting an electronic chip shoved in their body. The militias do appear to be mobilizing. Don't tread on me means don't violate my constitutional rights. Gun control proposal. The tax code. They control your life. The greatest power in the United States of America is we the people. We need to get organized on the local level. We the people have individual rights. If you don't know what the Constitution says, there's no way that you can uphold it. A larger than expected turnout today. The NICOR project is about getting back to principles and values of our founding fathers. Well, set up enough is enough. I am sovereign. And my answer to this question was, you bring the syringe, I'll bring my 45, and we'll see who makes a bigger hole. Alexander Hamilton, in the Federalist Papers number 28, expressed, When a government betrays the people by amassing too much power and becoming tyrannical, the people have no choice but to exercise their original right of self-defense to fight the government. In the Federalist Papers number 46, James Madison, the father of the Bill of Rights, argues, the ultimate authority resides in the people. And that if the federal government got too powerful and overstepped its authority, then the people would develop plans of resistance and resort to arms. If you can hear this, you are not alone. This is the resistance. Music from the downtown band. Want to remind you, man, put some bite in your Liberty Teeth if you haven't already. Do you have enough bite in your Liberty Teeth? Well, if you haven't been to AmmoToGo.com or AmmunitionToGo.com, you probably don't. AmmoToGo.com, unlike many ammo websites, they're a Texas based company. They make their own ammo. No foreign ammo involved here. Well, AmmoToGo has flechette rounds, you know, the cluster of. 20 deadly razor darts for when your target is hiding in a brush. Wep uh, weapons, uh, rounds for weapons developed from Jungle Warfare from, uh, from Nob. They also feature the Hexalite 32 shotgun slug. Expands from 18 to, I think, 38 and a half centimeters. Also, armor-piercing rounds, tracer rounds, and, yes, armor-piercing incinerator rounds in one package. Some of my personal favorites. And don't forget the 12-gauge armor piercing rounds as well. All that and more at AmmoToGo.com. Also, don't forget, man, the Sovereign, the world's only true newspaper, has explicit content, the official newspaper of the resistance. Um, got a limited few copies I can give away this month to you. You can email me at contact at AmericanResistanceMovement.com or ARM. 1776 at gmail.com Coming soon Coming soon American Resistance t-shirts Yeah American 
join the resistance, the American Resistance Movement t-shirts. We're going to make them available for purchase. For $10? No. $9? No. $8? No. And we're talking shipping and handling, all included. $7? No. Maybe for as little as 5 or $6. American Resistance t-shirts. If you're interested in getting some, you can also email contact at AmericanResistanceMovement.com. American Resistance t-shirts, man. Coming. We also got the Gaston shirts available now for only $4. Don't tread on me. T-shirts available now for $4, and that includes, well, no, five with shipping. I got to throw a dollar in to pay for the postage. Well, talking about Morris D tonight. You know, again, the Southern Poverty Life Center has teamed up with that Nazi bitch, Janet Napatonel. And I'll say it again, Nazi bitch, Janet Napatonel. Let me say it again one more time. Got to make sure they hear it, Nazi bitch. Uh, feel free to call in, or you can email us, or you can message us on Skype if you have our Skype conference uh, code. Well, the FPLC claims to be against racism. Damn it, where's that beer at? That's not a beer, right? Feeling pretty good tonight. Ah, yes. Energy drink. Probably shouldn't even be drinking this crap. Probably got some GMO additives, but they aren't. Looks good. Well, the SPLC, you know, again, demonizing us for standing up for the Constitution, putting people like a former presidential candidate, actually more than one, Chuck Baldwin heads the list number one on the Southern Poverty Life Center's Meet the Patriot list. I'm number 29 on there. You can check it out. Meet the Patriots. Well, the thing about it is, the SPLC, you know, swindling people out of money. They don't even go to court. They've only had a handful of court uh, court cases over the years, many of which remain unsolved, unresolved. Well, this is odd, people, what people are not talking about, is that the SPLC has crusaded supposedly for the rights of blacks for 23 years. But guess what? It's controlled by whites. And in its entire history, has only hired two black staff attorneys in its entire history. Both whom left unhappy. Quit! And you people are concerned about Homeland Security teaming up with the SPLC today. You need to be. You need to be. Again, this group talking about the racist people out there, and they've only hired two black attorneys over in over in over two decades. And again, they they left unhappy. In fact, twelve of thirteen former black employees that have been interviewed by newspapers in Alabama complain that they experienced or observed racial problems during their employment. Several of you said that the SPLC was more like a plantation. In fact, in 1986, the entire SPLC legal staff resigned in protest of Morris D's refusal to address issues such as poverty, homelessness, voter registration problems, and other issues that they considered more pertinent to poor minorities 
rather than to get rich fighting a clan chimera. Yeah, this is in Harper's Magazine. And an article called The Church of Morristees, November 2000. Well, Morristees was also investigated by the Birmingham News. And they found the following. Christine Lee, Harvard Law School alumnus, who interned at the center, that's the Southern Poverty Life Center we're talking about, in 1989, stated that she would definitely say that there was not a single black employee with whom she spoke with who was happy to be working there. She said she was even told at the FPLC that they didn't even need black, they don't need black people telling them how to handle black issues. Again, let me say that. Morrissey's stated that black people don't need to tell the center on how to handle black issues. Well, here's how he responded. Morrissey's was quoted as saying that he didn't have black slots and white slots. Probably the most discriminated people in America today, people, are white men when it comes to jobs because there are more of those who had more education opportunities and who the test scores show are scoring better and on paper than look more qualified. That's why you have so many reverse discrimination cases around, Morris D. said. Birmingham News, February 17, 1994. Well, the USA has also reported about Morris Dees and the SPLC and said it was the nation's richest civil rights organization with tens of millions in assets, going on a quarter of a billion dollars in endowments and grants from your tax dollars, your tax dollars that are supporting this. I know this is boring articles. Who cares? Who gives a crap? I know you want to talk about guns. You want to talk about tyranny? You want to talk about, you know, more something a little bit more exciting than some of these facts about an organization that's now teamed up with Department of Homeland Security. We cannot fight tyranny if we don't know our enemies. We must be educated on our enemies, people. Well, another article written by one of Dee's numerous former associates, has also stated that Dee's is a fraud who has milked a lot of very well, he called, very wonderful, well-intentioned people. In fact, at conferences in D.C., Dee's even announced that those black churches, that's what Dee said, Dee said that those black churches that have been burned in the South were certainly burned by racists. Well, after subsequent investigations, it was revealed that there was no rash of black church burnings in the 80s. In fact, many newspapers, including the Charlotte Observer, concluded that these misinformed the press. Excuse me. He did not misinform the press. Morris these deliberately lied to the press. If he was in court, it would have been perjury. These has also actively campaigned for laws in which associations of two or more persons who train on the use of firearms for defensive purposes are declared illegal militias. And that's out of the selected speeches and writings of Morris Dees. Well, I guess that would mean my militia is illegal because we train definitely far more than 
two or more people whenever we get the opportunity. And we just now um, are putting together finally our 50 acres here in Georgia, uh, refuge and training camp, base camp for militia and the resistance in Georgia. Well, I guess it makes us illegal because we are, according to these, because we will train with more than two people in the use of firearms for purely defensive purposes. Well, these is well-known people for putting hate on trial. You know, remember that Oregon civil trial lawsuit of extremist Tom Metzinger? One of the witnesses in that trial? Well, guess what? Greg Withrell has even accused these of subduing perjury by paying witnesses and then hush money for years for their testimony. That was reported in the San Diego Times on August 25, 2002. Again, this is the kind of people and organization that the wonderful Homeland Security, Janet Bonapatano, the Nazi bitch, wants to work with. In fact, it gets even worse, people. These even assaulted an elderly journalist at a symposium, which is sponsored by the University of West Florida in Pensacola, Florida, on January 12, 2002. What did the journalist do to make Dee so angry, so pissed off, that he would strack an, elder, an elderly woman? Well, I'll tell you what happened. The journalist asked these a bad question. Hmm? Asked them a bad question. These then had the journalist physically hauled out of the building by two policemen. This was reported in the First Freedom, February 2002. People, you need to learn about your enemy. We'll be right back. Right, right back. After this.
So let me ask you this, my young friends. Will history repeat itself? Will you go quietly to the showers?
and load because revolution is coming. Oppression and tyranny will be met with resistance. Power to arm, power to resistance. listening to American Resistance Radio. Our website is AmericanResistanceRadio.com. We'll be back shortly with some closing thoughts and comments. Visit the arms store. Get tools to defend yourself against the tyrannical police state now. Also, contact us for the new Liberty or Death And if you're interested in getting armed T-shirts, we can do it for under $7, under $7, by contacting us today. That's contact at AmericanResistanceMovement.com. We'll be right back after this. The time is now, people. Time is now.
vote, blah, blah, blah for bloopity bloop. Blah, 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 voted to keep blah for blah. He said Social Security is blah, blah, blah. And when it comes to immigration, he's blah on blah. Vote for bloopity blah. Strong on blah, not weak on blah, blah, blah. I'm bloopity bloop, and I approve this blah.
and the question was, you're given an order to disarm the American people. What is your response? His response was to carry out the order because he said he took an oath to obey the president. I said, I thought your oath was to obey the Constitution. So, yeah, but it's the president first. No, people. It is to obey the Constitution, to protect it against all enemies, foreign and domestic. That means that when given an unconstitutional order that's clearly unconstitutional, you are obligated to disobey it or you become no different than the Nazis that were put on trial during the Nuremberg trials that said that they were merely following orders. It was not a recognizable defense then, and it will not be a recognizable defense in the future when the day comes that you'll be put on trial for disarming people, for you law enforcement, or people in uniform. Speaking of which, shocking news about the military today. The U.S. Justice Department is now investigating whether the state of Illinois missed the deadline for mailing absentee ballots to members of the military and other overseas American voters as part of a new federal overseas voting law. I'm here to say it was not a mistake. Illinois, what other piece of human debris comes from Illinois? Oh, wait. A guy that's a bigger threat to the Constitution than even Osama bin Laden, the biggest threat that this country has ever known to the Constitution, Barry Satoro, a.k.a. Barack Hussein Obama. <clears throat> Illinois has deliberately screwed up the absentee vote ballots for the armed services members of that state. It was not a mistake. It was deliberate, and it was calculated. What are we going to do about this, people? I'll tell you what's going to be done. Not a damn thing is going to be done. People say I advocate violence. I only advocate self-defense. And attacking Mexican cartels on the hilltops of Arizona is not a violent act. It's a clear-cut act of self-defense. Anyone who opposes that might as well lay down their arms and surrender their firearm. The Mexican cartels are operating armed outposts on the border of Arizona and our entire southern border. These cartel outposts must be taken out by any means possible, and I mean by any means possible. I openly condone, advocate, and encourage your support of it to participate in or support those who would to destroy these armed outposts manned by the Mexican cartels on American soil, miles within our border, on our in our country, people. They're, they've openly put death decrees against a number of sheriffs, two of which is Sheriff uh, Arapayo, Sheriff Babayu, and other citizens. We even have American citizens that have been attacked in waters of America by armed thugs. If there's ever an excuse, people, to strike back with violence 
against those that have already attacked us, the time is now. It is a clear provocation. And for us to sit back, my question is, how many more Americans will become victimized? How many more Americans will be dead by the hands of foreign nationals that are committing hostile actions as we speak tonight? Today, people, 25 Americans were killed by illegal aliens, parasites from the South. 25 a day. In the next 10 days, there will be several hundred more killed. How many more Americans are going to be killed, murdered, raped, and tortured before we do anything? If you expect the government to do something about it, it will be thousands more will die. The government will not protect the public. It is our inalienable right to, to defend ourselves against those that would take our life or the lives of our family members or the life of fellow American citizens. America, it's time to say death to the New World Order. It's time to say to the enemies of the Constitution and those that wish to bring harm against patriots in this movement and our country, do not repeat tread on us. I'll be back tomorrow at 9 p.m. That'll be the last show till Wednesday of the following week. Good night. God bless. Visit AmericanResistanceMovement.com. My email is contact at AmericanResistanceMovement.com or arm1776 at gmail.com. Good night. God bless. Don't tread on us. Good night, man. Remember, Jesus is the leader we need to follow. The New World Order is, is part of a Luciferian agenda to separate man from God. That's why they're bringing in this New Age agenda. People, when you go vote in a couple weeks, I encourage you all, be bold. Exercise your freedom. Strap yourself with a gun holster. And in it, put a copy of the Constitution, pocket, or fold one up and put it in there. Stick a, stick a Bible in there. And walk in and vote. If you have a Don't Try to Me shirt or hat, wear it. Between now and the election, I'm going to do something because I want to see as many Americans have this as possible. For $10, between now and the election in November, I will offer a Don't Tread on Me flag and hat. That, that, you know, that way you can walk in if you don't uh, tread on me flag, and it's not political expression because it's an historical flag of America. To anyone that emails me, again, $10 postage and handling for a Don't Tread on Me flag. And we got black tactical ones now, too, or you can get the yellow. And a hat, matching hat as well, full color, cotton embroidered, if you email me. But the time is running out. $10, you get both. Or you can call me at 706-394-8019. Good night. God bless. This is a one-time offer, people. Join us tomorrow night on American Resistance Radio. Stand up now and remember, the people.
people who died to give us the right. We shall be free. Good night. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.